0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to Habits You Love. I'll
1: let you take over.
0: And so Kayla's a little worried because we don't have anything precisely planned, which I love it. That means we have to freestyle a little bit. And I had some things that I wanted to talk about, just um some moments that Kayla and I have shared, but uh one of the places we got to experience some time together was Colorado, and we're in Colorado Avalanche. Uh, Sweater right now that I scored out of Goodwill, or Kayla maybe got this out of Goodwill. And a little throwback. I kind of support the abs. I'm not a huge hockey fan or anything like that, but uh, I'll support Denver teams and I'll support uh, Tampa teams because that's where we live. So this picture, Kayla hasn't seen it yet. I mean, obviously, she's probably seen it before, but um, this is a photo. I mean,
1: in the mountains, is it? No. Oh, that was a lifetime, yeah.
0: Okay, so explain to the people what is going on in this photograph. That was
1: when we first moved to Parker. uh I mean, actually, we didn't we didn't know we were moving there. We just were going there for the summer, and yeah, we were staying with your aunt, so she offered to buy us gym memberships because she. Yeah, knows
0: we were working for her.
1: We are with the gym, and mm-hmm. she was going to, and yeah. We didn't honestly. We didn't go there often, did we? I mean, I did. Well, you did because I, I was working during the day, and you,
2: I
0: liked weren't it. Yeah, as much. I was working in the nighttime.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was that was fun. I love Lifetime. It's a nice bougie gym.
0: Yeah, if I had a. Like a, an RV, I'd probably just camp out front. <laughs> yeah. I had a rock climbing wall mm-hmm. out front and all that, all that stuff. So, yeah, anyways, yeah. Colorado was just a really a good time. We were there for the summer, ended up there for several months and had a little spot. But <laughs> at first we were living with my aunt in her little apartment and, uh, but it was we, fun. If,
1: if anyone can slum it, we can slum it.
0: I mean we're not it wasn't very bougie. No. It was uh we were slumming it.
1: <laughs> we were, were living in the living room. We were
0: literally. living we were living like some backpackers or something.
1: So, but yeah, we it was all it was all fun.
0: Yeah, it was a good time. It
1: was one of the most fun times. How about yeah, so let's, let's let's you well, wanted to kind of call this impromptu podcast cuz we are having a real authentic conversation mm-hmm. and then you were like that should be on the podcast and i said let's set it up so, so don't hold back i'm an open book so i will say anything i don't care how it makes me look so you can okay. say anything you want
0: well, i was just wanting to talk about colorado because i had on the abs and no you wanted to this- talk
1: about what we were talking about before we got on the cat when i was sitting there
0: Okay, hey, what I don't, this is what I want to talk about because I'm bringing up this picture. I wanted to talk about this moment of time that we had. In, I know, but that's just kind a of recall. I wanted to recall so instead, what's going
1: on. Should have, we should have a real conversation and not scripted. So,
0: yeah, this isn't, about? and this isn't scripted. I wanted to talk about Colorado and our experiences there. And that's why I put on the Colorado Avalanche hoodie and I, in the Colorado time picture because I enjoyed that time there and wanted to reflect upon it. So that's why I was talking about it.
1: Oh, this episode's only about Colorado.
0: It doesn't have to be, but this was just (laughs) the the theme that I had for the one conversation about the picture. So, yeah, we can talk about whatever, absolutely. Is there something you would like to talk about? It seems like there's something you need to talk about. (laughs)
1: I thought we were going to talk about what we were talking about. What
0: were we talking about? We were
1: talking about us and our conversations we've had recently and some realizations and relationship stuff. You don't want to talk about that?
0: Yeah. I mean, I thought that conversation was done, but if you want to continue it, we can continue it. What do you want to talk about?
1: I want you to talk about it.
0: I wanted to talk about this stuff. Oh,
1: I didn't know that. I didn't know we were just talking about Colorado.
0: Okay, well, so I guess let's go ahead and let's start this thing over.
1: Okay. I thought you were like, let's jump on the podcast and continue this conversation.
0: i saying let's just have a conversation. I don't, if you want to take it a certain way, take the conversation a certain way. If you want to steer away from something, steer away from it. I'm, I'm down to let you take this conversation wherever you think that it needs to go.
1: I want you to do it.
0: Okay. There we go. Now we're talking.
1: Okay. So what?
0: So, okay. So let's do that. How can we do those things?
1: I just thought you wanted to have a real vulnerable conversation because you think I'm fake on the podcast. You think I butter things up and tighten them up for the podcast. So I thought we were extending our real conversation we were having before we turn the cameras on because you're like, Let's turn the cameras on.
0: Because so. I, you want things so perfect and outlined and everything. And I'm saying that a genuine fluid conversation doesn't need to be outlined. You think everything needs a specific time, order, place. Is okay, like, but
1: if you listen to Joe Rogan, he creates deeper conversations and experiences.
0: Is that all from a list of a piece of paper that he has in front of him? Well, no, but it, it's not. So it like, doesn't,
1: this is why I liked Oklahoma. Why do you like Oklahoma? Yeah. It's like create an experience about Oklahoma.
0: Okay. So what was your.
1: Create an experience. Like if someone listening to this has never been to Oklahoma, what would really intrigue them to go to Oklahoma?
0: So is that important for you or important for them?
1: For what do you mean for me?
0: Like maybe they don't care about Oklahoma. (laughs) Maybe they just want to hear what you have to say. Maybe it doesn't really matter.
1: So Oklahoma is really flat and it's good people. There's lots of bars and restaurants. (laughs) It's a good place to grow up. It's the Bible Belt. Mm -hmm. And then I moved out and I don't plan on really ever living out my years there because I think there's way more to the world and the United States and other people, other cultures that I would like to experience. I think I've done my time there. I don't think when I go back, it's same people doing the same things, living the same life. And that's not what I'm about. I'm about growth. I'm about challenge. I'm about experience. And that doesn't serve me. So
0: so you do appreciate where you come from.
1: Yeah. I never said I didn't.
0: <laughs> it just sounds like you didn't have a lot of positive things to say about it.
1: I think I outgrew it. I yeah. was totally fine there for a long time, but then. You
0: think California? You outgrew it when you left it, too, or do you think that that's? No, I
1: actually love California. I wish I couldn't live there. Maybe someday why, I will.
0: Why can't you? I why can't you?
1: I didn't say I couldn't. Just <laughs> at the time, I needed to leave, and then I created you need, this. Why
0: did you need to leave?
1: I needed to leave because I was in a. Not great situation, I was in a relationship uh over the years, I had let and allowed myself to not put myself in a position where I could break up with someone and then get my own place so, so it was, you were kind of stuck It was either find a friend that I would couch surf on uh which I didn't want to do, or I could come to Florida, live in my own room, have my own car have support, have my
2: family and start over. Yeah.
0: Thankful for granny.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. She's awesome. Yeah. I think, you know, when we got together and, uh, I first met granny, I didn't, cause I lost my, um, my dad's mother four Thanksgivings ago, I guess. And that was kind of a real big deal because I feel like she kind of held the family together. And after I lost her, like every Thanksgiving was kind of hard. Um, so then when I met you and I met your granny, I was like, wow, I didn't know that I would get a chance at having another grandmother again. You don't get that too often, you know? And so there was a Thanksgiving or a time when uh, a couple of years ago for Thanksgiving, you guys were going up to Georgia to visit your uncle. And I only had like one shift over those like four or five days. And so I was like, you know what, instead of, instead of working that shift, I'm just going to go to Georgia with granny and Kayla. Cause I don't know, like time is precious. I don't know when I'll have the chance to get this, to do this again. And Thanksgiving's traditionally were spent at my grandmother's house and with the whole family. And so that was like an important time in my life. So this was like a new, not a new tradition, but just like a new thing that I wasn't used to and uh so the thing that I value most probably uh is people's time, and uh, I'm just like grateful for her time, for her listening to me and talking to me and um including me in her life, you know, and she talks to me like I'm hers, so I'm really appreciative mm-hmm. of her. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So you're lucky to have a good granny.
1: Oh, she's the best. Mm-hmm. So everyone she meets are her new grandchildren. So mm-hmm. it's, the feeling is mutual. It's really it's kind of hard to have new grandchildren <laughs> unless you're Not married her. in. That's what I mean. So like she just considers everyone she knows, you know, age appropriate to be her grandchildren.
0: Basically. It's because she she sees their true intentions, she sees their heart, um, and she's non-judgmental. And she loves everybody. So.
1: What's the biggest thing Granny's taught you?
0: The biggest thing Granny's taught me is to put my faith in the Lord and put my faith in God. And if I am directed towards Him, then everything else will kind of fall into place. So. It's like,
2: How do you think you do that?
0: Honestly, and maybe this, you know, I don't know who needs to hear this or whatever, but I just ask God, like, work through me, you know, whatever my talents are, whatever you've instilled in me, allow me to, like, share whatever it is that my capabilities, you know, whether it's my athleticism, my calm demeanor, work through me however you can to bring out the best of me. You know, there was a time in my life when I wasn't working out. I wasn't disciplined. I wasn't exercising. And I kind of like had this epiphany that like my parents were very athletic. They were always working out. And I wasn't using that God given ability that, you know, that I was given. And so I was directly defying God by not using my potential. And I think that kind of sparked something inside of me and I made my you know, transformation physically and now I'm kind of helping some other people go through their physical transformations as well, even if they are older than me and some of them are a lot younger than me. But being able to attach myself to these people and see myself in these people that they just need a little bit of guidance and a little bit of accountability and some direction in their programming and um, it's nice to be that for somebody.
1: Do you think everyone do you think everyone is born with a purpose when they're born?
0: No, there's too many people. Eight billion people don't have eight billion purposes.
1: Some people have the same purpose as far as what...
0: No, everybody's got a job to do. You need to do your job. If you're the queen of the hive, then you're the queen of the hive. If you're a worker bee, then you're a worker bee.
1: So... Doing it what doesn't you-
0: matter what your job is. You just do it to the best of your ability. Because if we didn't have anybody being a janitor, then who's going to clean the toilets? If we don't have any maintenance men who's going to come change, you know, the smoke alarms or, you know, it's like everybody. Just because your job doesn't make as much money as somebody else's is like you're still a part of society. We still need you for this whole thing to work. Everybody's got to play their part and everybody's got to act accordingly.
1: So do you think you were meant to be doing what you're doing right now?
0: Um, it changes all the time. Yesterday morning, I have some conversation with some dude. He saw me jumping over this big box at the gym. Man, was that you that was jumping over that box? Oh, it's like I was doing that. He saw me for a reason, and he came up and we talked, and we had a conversation about it, and then – we had some talks about athleticism and training and and different things. And it's like, yeah, in that moment I was open and available and he wanted to talk to me. And I felt like I was in, I was at that place at a specific time for that reason. And I think that no matter where I go, God has put me in that place at that specific time for a reason. So I don't sit here and say, I should be, I need to be actually somewhere else doing something right now. No, it's like, this is what I'm here, I'm here, I'm doing this. Like, this has my full attention, so I'm in it, you know?
1: I just wonder what you thought if everyone, like you said, everyone does have their purpose, but do you think everyone was meant for that purpose? Or do you think it's just the energy and effort that they... And that's just how their life Anybody happens to Anybody can go. put
0: whatever purpose they think that you, like, your purpose, I can say, oh, you're a woman. Your purpose is to have a baby. That's me putting your purpose on you. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's me saying what your purpose is. You can say that's not your purpose. Maybe to some people, they think that's what your purpose is because you're a female. You're supposed to have children. So your purpose can be yours it can be someone else what they think your purpose should be so purpose is just the perception of what other people think it's not necessarily do you think michael jordan's purpose was to be a basketball player in this lifetime you think that was the only reason why he is here is to be the best basketball player of all time no not at all Michael Jordan's purpose is not just to be a basketball player. His purpose was to be a father. His purpose was to be an author. His purpose is to be a fisherman. His purpose is to be um, a golfer. He's also into motorcycle racing. His purpose isn't one thing. His purpose isn't just to be the best basketball player. That would be a sad life that he lived. Those are just one of the many accomplishments that he's, he's had. To live a one-dimensional life, Um, some people might look up to that, but I think to be an interesting human being, I think you need to be interesting and um, achieve different things in multiple categories. I think that's what makes you intriguing a little bit. Mm -hmm. So no, I don't think everybody has one specific purpose. I think that's silly.
1: I mean, maybe not one specific purpose. Well, but... we
0: could, like, if you want to do, like, a human sacrifice, and you human sacrifice someone, so that was their purpose. It's like, well, that's kind of harsh, isn't it?
1: To be sacrificed? Yeah.
0: Well, that's his purpose, It's just to be <laughs> sacrificed for everybody else. I guess it's a little harsh. It's like, you know.
2: So. I guess it's all stemmed from that. You
1: saying, talking about, I'm talking about, um, talking about granny and I asked you what you've learned and you said she taught you how to.
0: She told me, yeah, to just find your truth in Christ or to find your, to seek him basically to just seek his wisdom to ask and to listen.
1: I know. And then, so then my question was just like, do you think God gave you? a purpose? Like, do you think he is steering you in the direction you need to go?
0: God gave me certain capabilities and certain, certain abilities down through my DNA. And I think some of those are athletic. I think some of those are mentally strong and, but they're attributes. They're just attributes. They're, that's what I have, you know? And so I have to work with those attributes that I have and those that I don't, I have to work harder on to improve.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So I don't, I can't say every person is here for one purpose. I think maybe there's one thing that you do in your lifetime or maybe I, yeah. I, what do you think that, um, your purpose right now would be like, you think you're being a mom, you're about to have a baby.
1: Yeah, that's definitely the main purpose right now. Yeah.
0: One of the biggest things that you can do with your life is have yeah, another I'm life.
1: Yeah. Excited for new levels of learning about myself.
0: Yeah. What do you think that entails?
1: I just think having a kid totally reflects back on you yourself in good or bad ways. Like how am I, how do I handle situations? How do I show up in certain situations? How do I, what have I learned that I can now instill in another human being? Um, and I, I love that stuff. Like I'm currently reading a, a really good parenting book because I just, I'm a constant learner. I don't, I'm not a constant learner as far as you mean like school, yeah. <laughs> I'm not as like school. Like I want to be in school all the time. And I've had seasons where I've had to really focus on one thing that I needed to learn about myself. And then once I feel like I've conquered that, there's always something different. You can learn about yourself. So right now I'm learning, you know, everything I've learned about myself in the last four years is now being able to actually put into practice um, by raising a child. So up until then, it's just been like telling other people, doing this on podcast, doing it through content. But now I get to actually like instill it into someone's DNA. (laughs) And have them live it out and hopefully do a way better job.
0: Better job of what?
1: Um, well, one, then my parents did. With so you don't me. think
0: your parents did a good job with you?
1: I think they did a good job. I just think they they were missing key
0: Like
2: what?
1: Things.
0: What um, were your parents missing or what did you miss out on that your parents should have done so that you now know that you will do this for your child? Or what will you not do? Or what will you do?
1: Um. Well, what in the book I'm reading right now, I'm only like 30 pages in and I'm highlighting basically everything because <laughs> I just agree with it so much. But I mean, one of the things she talks about is this, they call it behaviorism, where it's basically putting a child in a black or white category. If you do this, you're bad. If you do this, you're good. And we shouldn't be doing that. Um, She talks about, you know, every child is inherently good. They're always good on the inside. They just act out in certain ways. That doesn't mean they're bad. But for me growing up, it was very much, and we talk about this all the time, but it was very much, here's the rules you're going to follow. Anything outside of this, you are bad and you are punished. And now my friends know what you did. and So now I look bad. And so... Yeah, I mean yeah, do you
0: think that those rules and regulations played effect on how you guys all turned out as adults?
1: Uh I think it's different for each one of us.
0: Yeah, as it will be.
1: Yeah. I mean, for me, I think for whatever reason, I don't know if this was from when I was born, I don't know if this was from two years old, three years old, I don't know. But I've just I've always been this curious person. Like I I like to explore, like to experience. That's why I'm the only one that's ever moved out of Oklahoma. That's why I'm the only one that like takes trips and constantly learning about myself. Like I'm the only one in my family that does that. And from an early age, it was very much like, no, you're not going to be curious about anything. I
0: think that's kind of naive for you to think that your uh, siblings aren't doing any self-exploration. I think that they may be doing their self-exploration a little bit differently than you do maybe. Okay, I, and I yeah. just think that maybe it's not fair for you to maybe prejudge their self-examination, you know, unless you talk to them What about did
1: I it. say to make you say that?
0: You just said that you're doing the work and you're doing the things to get to know yourself, but they're not. I really, didn't
1: say they're not.
0: You just kind of made it seem like they haven't done the work, I guess which yeah. I, I don't know if they have or haven't, but I'm just saying. Well, I that...
1: apologize if you are doing the work and I don't know about it. Um, I don't know. No, I, just,
0: I just think that you guys have all been through a very extreme and tragic situation with losing your mother. And in my personal experience, when I have dealt with that thing, when I lost one of my best friends, Jacob, there I know there was like seven or eight of us that were so close. And I know that whole friends group just got... It just got shattered and everybody just kind of went their own ways because it's such a tragedy. It's such a tragedy. Some
1: people get closer and some people splinter off. Why does one tragic event make one family get super close and then the other?
0: I don't think that's necessarily. I don't think some families it makes close. Maybe some it does and some it doesn't. But you know that tragedy affects each person differently we all have different ways of dealing with our emotions and dealing with death or dealing with um yeah especially death we all handle it differently so um for me it was just i was so
1: what do you think your family would have done um in that situation if your Let's just say your mom did that. So it's you, your dad, and your sister left. What would have happened? How would your dad have reacted?
0: It would not have been good for my dad. It would not have been good for him.
1: What would he have done for you guys or with you guys?
0: He wouldn't have been able to leave us. He he wouldn't be able to leave our side. You know what I mean? We'd have to be around each other a lot. We'd have to be spending time with each other. Um. So
2: that's opposite of what mm-hmm. our family did.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because sometimes it makes people go their separate ways a little bit. I I don't know why, you know, I just know it's better, or not better, it's easier to just not talk about that stuff away, move on, you know. Other but your that
2: dad would have talked about it.
0: We would have had to unpack it.
2: <clears throat> why? To-
0: we're confronting the situation at hand
1: do you think he knew how to confront a situation like that who's that your dad
0: yeah you had to (laughs) yeah have to you have to deal with the things that you do and your actions and yeah I don't necessarily know exactly what happened uh you know between your family but all I know is that is extremely tragic and it's very sad and I I wish your mom was here with us today just to see how far you've come and how well you are doing, and you're living in a great place, uh, extremely safe city. You have an amazing companion that cares the world about you, and um, you're going to bring a beautiful, healthy baby into this world. And, uh, you know, I'm glad that, her and my dad get to see us from heaven. And, um, I'm lucky for the things that they passed down to us. Um, yeah. And I'm grateful for them. It's like, we have our own kind of angels looking out for us. Yeah. But I don't think that I know that you've had some hard times and you've been through some tough things, but I don't think your parents were bad people. I don't think that they've done wrong. I think if anything, that
1: I didn't say
2: that.
0: No, I think that if anything, <laughs> we are all adults dealing with our own childhood problems. And I think that um, the, best, the best way that we can do it is communicate them. You know, and if we can't communicate our feelings, then no one's going to understand us. So the best thing that you can do is be open and honest with yourself about who you are. And
2: so
1: do you think communicate
0: that to the world. Do kids
1: know how to do that?
0: I think kids are the most honest people that you have ever met.
1: Yeah, they and are. Kids are
0: so honest.
1: But the way humans look at a child, the way their body language is, obviously the words they say, determines how a kid internalizes their feelings and feels safe enough to express them. We are interrupting this conversation for a quick word from our sponsor. As health and fitness professionals, the main thing we stress to our clients is a sufficient amount of protein. And they are always asking us how to get more in, especially on the go, quick and easy options.
0: Protein is crucial for weight management, better metabolism, hormone regulation, bone health and more. This is where Chomps comes in. The nine different flavors of Chomps can have up to 12 grams of protein, zero sugar, sustainably sourced, 100% grass-fed meat, and natural ingredients you can feel good about.
1: We order these in bulk, and our favorite flavors are jalapeno and pepperoni seasoned. With thousands of five-star reviews, snackers around the world have satisfied their hunger cravings with Chomps.
0: Right now, Chomps is offering our listeners 20% off your first order and free shipping when you go to chomps.com slash habits.
1: Go to chomps.com slash habits to see all the delicious flavors and get 20% off your first order and free shipping. That's chomps.com slash habits. Don't forget to use our link so they know we sent you.
0: So are you saying that you...
1: I'm just saying you said... You know, we're all adults living in, living on our childhood stuff. And I think that's just the recent conversations we've been having. It's like we, we had very different upbringings Mm -hmm. as far as how we were raised. Yeah. You were encouraged to to be completely open and vulnerable. Yeah. My God
0: encouraged me to be myself and to be. But he
1: knew, but he encouraged you to do that because he knew how to do that. So when you don't, when you have parents that don't know how to do that, I'm not saying they're wrong. I'm not saying they're bad. I'm just saying they gave us everything they knew how to give. And right now, currently in my life, personally, I needed a lot more than what they gave. I wish they would have been so aware and conscious. and, And up until now, I don't feel like that generation had a lot of the tools that we have now or the psychology that we have now, have now or the information we have now. So it's hard to say, but I'm just saying when I was 30 years old <laughs> is when I realized, oh shit, like I actually have to go back and reparent myself from the age of zero to 30. And that doesn't take a couple months or a year. So everything, I, like I said in the beginning that I was finding out about myself was like, Oh, oh, I have this. Okay, let's dive into this. So
0: this happened when you were 30 years old?
1: That's when I started going to therapy and I realized all this. You're
0: 33 now. 34. Just had a birthday, 34 (laughs) now. 34 now.
1: So So take someone, so like if you can picture that, take someone, you, who from the age of zero has had someone literally there by your side teaching you these skills the whole time. Whereas I had, yeah, I had a family that kept me alive and they provided the physical material things that I needed. But when feelings get involved, when emotions get involved, when life happens, when trauma happens and you don't know how to deal with it, like my whole family splintered because none of us knew how to deal with it.
0: Yeah. But who's to blame here? I mean, who's to blame on, on no for real? Where, where's the blame to be had uh, in this situation? After my mom? Yeah, where's the, um, this feeling that you have that's coming from that, you know, things weren't done right for you, that things could have been done differently for you, or you could have been helped as a child essentially I mean, ta- you, taught you say never
1: to blame anyone so that's no, well, the a trick question
0: yeah well <laughs> i don't think that there is blame to be had here in this situation i think that there is only understanding and yeah. learning to be had you yeah, know so there's I know. no
1: i yeah I we agree. can only
0: we can only
1: i mean obviously i wish everything about that whole entire two years would have gone differently um wish it wouldn't have even started. I wish it didn't happen. And then I wish it would have been handled better, but I have to take my own experience and be the one to change it for myself and then change it for my family going forward and learn from all that.
2: Mm -hmm. So do you feel like you have, like you've adjusted?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think there's still more work to be done, but I think I'm, light years ahead of where I was.
0: You think that the pain that you have or the, I don't know what it is, but do you think that your siblings have that too? Do you think they're holding on to something that's hurtful?
1: I think, um I mean, yeah, the answer is the short answer is yes. Whether what it is, I, we're not all going to be perfectly the same. Mm-hmm. I just think, talking your feelings out is the best thing you could do. Um, do you
0: think you're great at that? Or do you think you could get better? at
1: that? I can still get better, but I'm way better than I was. Didn't even talk about it for two years after my mom died. I was like, ah, yeah, that sucks. Let's move on. <laughs> so that was like my first realization when I started going to therapy was I actually have to talk about this. That was yeah. the first step. Then that unlocks so many, like I was saying earlier, like levels and dimensions of healing of, I can't even think about really. I mean, I think the first thing I really had to work on was shame had a lot of shame in my life from being so, um, like I said, the black and white. It was like, you're bad. You did that. You're bad. You did that. You're bad. And maybe they didn't. Like what? Tons of things. But when you're really little, you might not really say those words like you're bad, but the way that you say something to a child makes them internalize whether or not they're good or not. So you
2: didn't feel good?
1: I didn't feel like I was,
2: um, I didn't feel like I could make a mistake. So if
0: you made a mistake, you felt like you were really going to pay for it. Yeah. So how do you think that they would make you pay for it? Just like making you feel bad or like taking something away from you or grounding you? Or... I mean,
1: all the above. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Did you get the same treatment that your other, that your siblings got?
1: Um, Like, like, like I said, I, I was more rebellious because I was so more curious, like, because I was like, I really want to do this or I'm having these feelings and I don't know what to do with them. And so, so you think my go to was to, lie to them or hide stuff from them. Like for instance, I'll give you a perfect example of how my mom was. I was dating this guy that they didn't approve of. And instead of just like still being my mom, it was very much. You can't do that. Like that's, we don't approve of that. Um, And so I remember like I went to like a dance with him or something and she didn't make it a big deal. Like we bought a dress. It was like a very, very cheap dress um, it just, she just didn't make it a big deal. But my senior year when we weren't dating and I went to a dance with the quarterback of the high school, it was, we have to go all out. You're mm-hmm. going with this guy. We have to get the most expensive dress. We have to go all out.
0: So it sounds to me like that bothers you right now.
1: She was just so judgmental and she was so worried about what other people thought of me and our family. Yeah. And whatever I did made the whole family look a certain way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes I feel like you want to portray that everything is right and hunky-dory. And it's like, well, meanwhile, we all got some stuff that we need to be working on and figuring out. And I don't want you to get caught up in, we talked about this and I forget what it's called, but. I don't want you to be a, what is it called? Not endurance based, but a crossing off the list based person where you get your validity from crossing things off the list or like, um, I don't want you going stir crazy, just staying busy just to stay busy. Does that make sense? Just because you're doing laundry and doing dishes and reading doesn't actually mean you're doing something that's, Life changing or world changing or productive. It's just what you hold to be important at that time. And I think that you tend to hold things of whatever it is in your life a higher importance than a lot of other things that are going around. But I personally think it's just your personal connection to those things as to why they're so, uh, so important to you. Whereas to other people, they might not be as important.
1: That's like a trauma that I have to work through because I, my mom found performing as being productive, as being worthy.
0: Mm -hmm. I know. And I see you doing that all the time. And it's just like, yeah, things need to be, get done, obviously. But just because you got the dishes done before noon and the laundry done before noon, it's like really not going to matter that much if it's done at two. Or three. It's like, you know, it's still done, but it's like.
1: That's that's the curiosity about myself that I have to learn mm -hmm. and have to try to
2: unpack and let go of. Yeah.
0: Well, just like in my mind, it's like um, we kind of create these big problems when in actuality, like we all have it really good and pretty easy, you know? I think that we kind of tend to think that maybe our problems are hurtful, and they're hard, and our times are hard, and I just lost my father, and that's tragic, and he was one of the most important people in my life, and it's the hardest thing I've ever had to deal with, but then when we're in North Carolina, and it was your birthday, we're at uh, this art museum, and you know, you and I were kind of bakering at each other a little bit, and I look outside and I see this homeless man sitting there and he's got like his one little bag of whatever it is he's got. And he's like feeding the pigeons or looking at the birds or whatever he's doing. And I'm thinking, you know, I wonder what that guy's day is like today. Like here I am thinking I'm having a bad day. This guy's like got nothing. And he's sitting here hanging out with the birds. And I'm sure he's not down in the dumps too much like I think he's still kind of smiling and and it's like it's all about perception you know I'm I'm looking at him thinking he has nothing meanwhile he's like I'm happy dude I got him hanging out with these birds you know I don't know it's just all it
1: be like that it's all I, perception
0: I you can be like that but
1: unfortunately I that's what I witnessed like what you witnessed growing up is usually how you turn out and you're Thoughts and your mindset and your actions and your behavior and where you find a sense of love and where you so find so do a you sense think that the
0: upbringing that you had was hard? Was it difficult, challenging? No,
1: but I'm saying I would have switched it for uh, not having a lot of things. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, and having more connection
0: and yeah, absolutely. I'm lucky that I had that connection with my father for sure. And that's why I kind of feel like I realized like after the death of my father, I've had to deal with my own mortality. I don't know if you've ever thought about it or thought about your own death or thought about what happens when you die or what happens when you pass on. But this whole situation's made me think about my own mortality and what is important in this lifetime and, I have found out very recently that the most important thing you can do is establish a connection with somebody and build a relationship with somebody because I still have that connection with him, even though he's gone. It's like, I can still hear him saying things. I can still hear phrases. I can still, you know, those little sayings will come out every now and again, and that's going to live on forever. And then I'm going to pass it on down to my son. So it's like.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't have that. Yeah. The, um, my mom, you have the ability to establish that now, you know, you have the opportunity to be the best mother that you want to be. You know what I mean? And it's, that's your opportunity. I knew when you and I got together straight up, I knew that there was an opportunity to be had. And that's why I was excited for our relationship When we started working out together and we're doing all these healthy activities together and spending time outside and bringing the family together for workouts, I was like, this is special. This doesn't happen. This doesn't happen once every couple of years. This happens like once in a lifetime type thing where someone just blends into your family. You don't skip a beat. There's no hiccups. There's no question of loyalty or trustworthiness or anything. There's no ill intentions yeah so I'm excited too that we're gonna have a baby, and we're gonna be able to raise this human being in a very good household with two really good parents. I think we both have a little bit of work to do, and i both I think we have some things to work on, I think you have to understand too I know that you may not have got some of the things that you needed as a child, but you do have a family and they're still around and they're still there and they're still available and they're still, I know that they would love to have a relationship with their sister. And I think you've done a lot better job since I've known you in trying to build a relationship with them. And I think they have too. I think it's gone both ways and I'm happy and proud to be a part of that because I feel like through this, I feel like Tyler and Michelle have reached out and tried to connect with me. I feel like. Um, Coven and Courtney have been welcoming. They always give me a big hug. I feel like they're very genuine. Um, so I have got a whole Not new family. family. <laughs> April's awesome. Yeah. No, April April is like she's like a little sister that I didn't have. She's like another little sister. And it's she's the, the gonna be the best aunt. I mean, she's already there for those kids, and I'm i I'm very blessed to be getting to join your family. And I know that, you know, like we're talking about your childhood might not have been what it could have been. But we have to be grateful for where we are, yeah, where we're from.
1: I'm, I'm grateful. I just
0: where we are, where we're have to
1: look at the lessons I've learned and take that and now change it going forward. Yeah. I don't know about you, if you think this at all, but sometimes I just think of our relationship and how it's been, uh, I wouldn't say a test for me. It's been a, it's been like a, me being with you is basically holding up a mirror to myself and being like, this is all things you need to work on. Really? (laughs) On myself.
2: Well. Because
1: we've had such opposite stuff.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I just felt like if we would have been taught how to have a close, deep, meaningful relationships with each other and be open and vulnerable, mm-hmm. our lives would look totally different right now.
0: Do you know what the good thing about all that is? What? It's not over. It's all still very yeah. much a possibility. You can still have that. <laughs> yeah. You really can. You All you guys can. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if you put faith behind it and you believe that it's possible, it's completely possible. Sometimes it takes a long time for people to heal and to go through these things. So if it is your goal to have close, deep connection to your family and to these important people, it will happen. You just got to make it happen. And it doesn't. it's not as uh, complicated as people may think. It takes a phone call here and there, a nice little text message just to let other people know like, Hey, you're on my mind. And if you ever do have that happen, if you ever have anybody cross your mind, I had somebody tell me this uh, pretty recently in the last year or something. If you ever have a feeling or a moment or a feeling of uh, displaying an act of kindness, you need to act on it right away. You know, try not to hold off on it. If you have the feeling, I need to write this person a letter. Write write it right then, as soon as you can, you know? And you don't want to...
1: I think you're the only one who still writes letters. You don't
0: want to delay that effect that it has. So if you have a sudden urge to do something kind for someone, you need to act upon it. That's what I've heard. I agree. I've been
1: trying to do better about that. If someone comes into my mind, I text them or call them or just say even a rhetorical statement
0: (laughs) yeah because little things go a long way i know pretty recently well i don't know It was like maybe i don't know if it was when my father passed away anyways i was having a bad day and i was out at breakfast after like a gym session or something by myself and uh as I was leaving the restaurant, my little waitress lady was like, she held the door open for me. I was like, oh, well, thank you. That was nice of you. And she said, oh, no problem. You have a very nice day. And she pat me on the back, kind of like just smiled and patted me on the back. And I was kind of like, as I walked, I was like, that was kind of nice. Like, it was just kind of.
1: I don't pats anyone on the back anymore. It was just
0: kind of like a, I was down in the dumps for some reason. I don't remember what it was, but it was literally like a, hey, have a good day. See ya, bye. And I was like, oh, yeah, this
1: still got to you that much. Must it, have. Was,
0: it was just an like a, a positive thing. And I was like, wow, that lady has no idea that she just kind of made my day just a little bit better. Yep. I'm grateful and appreciative that someone's willing to, you know, just be open and kind and happy and friendly. Do
1: you think being with me has shown you anything about yourself?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that, uh, let's, let's say it like this. When, when I wasn't with you, when I'm not with you, I don't have as much to lose. I don't have anything to lose. If it's just me, I can be wild or crazy or, you know, but if I'm with you, you mean a lot to me and I don't want to lose you. So I have to be on my best behavior. I need to be a good man, a good human and to I have to be prepared to do whatever it is that we need to do to take care of each other. So.
2: How do you think you have, mm -hmm. I don't know. How do you think you've
1: had to change or not change, but when you're single, what's the difference of single Tyler and relationship Tyler? (laughs)
0: I just kind of, I'm a little bit more, I think I I definitely stick to a little bit more routine. Yeah, single Tyler. I was probably a little bit more kind of just go with the flow. Just like the wind's blowing that way. (laughs) I might be going that way, you know? Um,
1: There's a gay pride parade going on. I might just. I might
0: happen to walk into it and have no idea. Just (laughs) that's me.
1: No, I mean, I, I'm i not just about, oh, I'd be going out to the bar. Or, I wouldn't. It's no. like when I said you you ref- put a mirror up in front of my face. It's <laughs> like you. And I think this happens with anyone that comes into your life. You have activated, not intentionally and not, mm. this isn't bad, but you've like activated wounds in me that I've needed to heal. Mm-hmm. not in yeah. a bad way. just like. Just like, it's almost like I push, 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 push something thinking you're like solid and whatever it is. And I'm like, oh, maybe that's like something I should actually work on. I feel like you have actually made me more calm and just more at ease with things.
0: Yeah, you should be. Not so uptight. Try, to be. <laughs> Try your best to be. Try your best to be. Definitely. That's not how I was. So like, today, years, so. I'll give you a funny story. Today, I'm at Walmart in line and it was actually it was busy in there and me and this lady we come to the line the checkout line at the same time and me and this I don't know if she's Amish or Mennonite you know she's got her sweet little lady pull up right at the same time and I'm like I look at her she looks at me and I'm like you can go ahead you know she's like oh are you sure I said I'm not in a hurry she said, "Well, I appreciate that." I said, "Yeah." She said, "My husband, he's always in a hurry. He's he's not very patient." And I said, "That's all right." I said, "My wife, she's <laughs> she's kind of not very patient sometimes either." And she's like, "Yeah." That's
1: true. One of us has to be, I guess.
0: I said, "I said to be honest with you, there ain't nowhere to go. I don't know what everybody's in a hurry about." <laughs> she kind of thought that was funny, and meanwhile, her, uh, well, maybe he, maybe they're a midnight night, not Amish. I don't know, but. He was talking on a cell phone, so he couldn't. Then <laughs> he was know, doing some business deals. Bills. I know he had a pocket full of hundred dollar bills. I know that. I know he wasn't hurt, oh,
1: that's why he, my, He's,
0: he has that much business. 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 Yeah. So me and that lady had a funny laugh over that, but uh,
1: it's so true. I, yeah, i just. I know you don't think I'm calm or <laughs> patient, but I've. It's definitely improved. Yeah. That's before I met you. So just know it could be worse.
0: No, I think you do a good job. I think you do a good job. I just think. I
1: just have a really hard time.
0: Do you think that you have the fear of missing out? Do you think you have FOMO? Mm -hmm. I think some young people have that. I think they always think that like something else is going on without them. It's like, man, get a hold of yourself. You are where it's going on. Like you are where it's happening. You are it. You are the party. You didn't know that. (laughs) It's not like the party's over there. I'm missing it. It's like, no, dude, you are the party. Like, I feel like people need to learn that. And young kids, I met this young kid at the gym. He's like 17, 18, big old stud, looks all good, blonde hair, like Swedish kid. He's like, yeah, man. I said, man, listen, you stay in this gym. I told him, stay in this gym. You get a girlfriend, don't have a girlfriend, whatever. Stay in here. I promise you stay in here with a girlfriend, without a girlfriend, with friends, without friends. You just stay in here and stay disciplined from the time you're 17, 18 years old. If you are 28 and you've been doing it for 10 years and all those friends, you know, that are fair weather friends or maybe they like to go to the gym, they don't like to go. I said, You at 28, if you do this now for 10 years with friends, without friends, girlfriends, without girlfriends, you're going to be good. Like, (laughs) on your own. And I told them all these young kids think that there's other stuff going on without them somewhere. I'm like, there's nothing going on out there. I'm like, it's all happening right now in here in the gym, you working on yourself. That's actually where it's happening. Yeah. So if you remember that, that, Oh yeah, I am where it's happening. Then you won't feel like you're missing out anywhere else because there's not really that anything that special going on outside yourself. You know, yeah. you create that. Create those I need special to work things. That. Just think. like the the book, uh, the Big Leap. You, he says, I am where time comes from. Yeah. So he says, if I'm rushing around, I'm late, I'm this and that. Does it actually? Does the anxious in my brain help me get to that point any faster? Actually, it doesn't. Being anxious is going to make you spill the coffee, or it's going to make you drop something, or it's going to make you fumble your keys. But if you actually you take a deep breath, you move a little bit slower and a little bit calmer, you're not going to make a mistake. Therefore, slow is smooth, smooth is fast. Get to your place in a calm, decisive manner rather than adding anxiety to it. I mean, easier said than done, I guess, but.
1: I mean, I really don't like being late as a pet peeve of mine.
0: Do you get anxious before and put yourself in a timeline a little bit? Do you get that little, oh, you got to get there. Right. A little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't know why I have that. I don't... I so just what
0: could you do to... Did you get around earlier? Would that change? Thing?
1: I get up plenty early. You know that. It's never mm-hmm. about waking up or sleep always, sleeping. It's about I, oh, I think it's like procrastinating. Like, I'll wake up at 4.30, have nothing to do. I'll have to be somewhere at 9 and, and I'm running late. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like I think it's procrastination. of Oh, I think I have a lot of time to get ready and get there. I'll procrastinate, be busy doing something, and then I'll be late. And then, like, I hate being late to our baby appointments. Even though every time we walk in, they're never mad or yeah. like, "Oh, you missed your spot." But like, even just five minutes late, I'm like, I hate
2: being late. Yeah, that's
0: right. Maybe it's not here. Yes, so <laughs>
1: Maybe I think it's disrespectful. Oh, I don't. Yeah. I don't know why I don't like.
0: Yeah, you're very punctual though.
1: Yeah,
2: mean some people I know are always really late like 30 minutes at least like
0: yeah
1: get together <laughs>
0: <laughs> well i think it's about that feeding time for the dog for I berkeley
2: know. you hungry buddy yeah he's probably hungry
0: you hungry yeah all that right that was
1: a good conversation
0: well that was a freestyle nothing from the script that was a heartfelt conversation that was us being real with one another
1: did you like it or no
2: yeah
0: it okay. just takes you a little bit to let down your guard to allow it to be possible to happen i think yep. you
1: I, a, I mean i like
0: you just have to learn how to let go a little bit
1: You <laughs> like um oh I like spontaneity.
0: Yeah, we'll just have a have a rough outline next time.
1: A rough outline. Roof, roof, roof. roof. All right, signing off. All right, love you. Love you. Bye.